Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I'm extremely excited tonight as we have an amazing guest coming on named Richard Sergiovanni, and he is the creator of the kids' animated rock and roll TV series called The Grimps. And we're going to bring him on in a moment. Um, I first want to do a brief introduction about the concept of my show, and then I'm going to give some background information on The Grimps and uh, Richard, and then we will bring him onto the show for the interview. So if you are new to the show and you are tuning in for your first time tonight, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. I do have a chat room open. Um, However, I am a a one-person show here, so I really need to stay focused on the interview as well as my own notes. Excuse me. Um, But you can feel free to join us in the chat room, and if you want to call in and ask questions, you can dial 805-243-1320. I have all the information available in the chat room, as well as I have a bunch of information available about the Grimps, and you can follow them at Twitter by going to at the Grimps, as well as you can follow them um, and check them out by going to thegrimps.com, and please become a fan of the Grimps also on Facebook. So tonight, people are going to get a really good taste of what my guests' lives are like and uh, what it's like to be in the profession as well as about what they're developing, especially with especially with Richard tonight, because the concept is just very original. It's unique. There's nothing like this out there today, and I really feel that he has a, a hit on his hands with the Grimps. Um, so I started my show approximately in a year, a little over a year now, and the concept of the show was to bring together some of my interests, and Richard can relate to this tonight. Um, I have a background in clinical psychology. That's what my doctorate degree is in. And I also um, have a background in the entertainment industry um, with regards to I'm a singer-songwriter. I have an album out, as well as I do some writing for magazines, and now I uh, launched the radio show. So I really wanted to bring together my passion for interviewing people and uh, my entertainment background to create a forum where I could bring people on to really assist and support them in the entertainment industry by promoting what they're doing. Um, I personally know how difficult it can be to get your name out there, and I've managed everything on my own uh, up until this point all by myself. So I really wanted to create a forum, as I mentioned, to really support and spread the word about my guests to the masses so that everyone can learn about them. Um, I want to thank all of my listeners for their support as well as the amazing guests I've had on this show. The show is doing extremely well, um, and I'm not going to give out the statistics, but it's getting tons of listens, and, and people are really being able to get heard on the show, which I really appreciate, and it's uh, it's an honor for all the guests that I've had on the show. So a couple of things to just please keep in mind with the show is, although I'm a clinical psychologist, I, the show is not meant to be providing any type of formal therapy or treatment, um, and I'm definitely, I definitely have a good sense of humor. I can laugh with people, so, you know, if anyone brings up any type of uh, psychological questions, I, I will answer them in a broad format but it's not going to be uh, meant to personalize it to an individual or try to do any type of analysis or anything like that. Um, And the other thing is that if anyone wants to bring up any stories, and I do want people to feel free to share their stories, especially anything that's humorous or potentially a little uh, controversial, um, just to keep any specific identifying information, such as names of persons or organizations, um, 
anonymous as I do not want to personally embarrass anyone, but I do want the show again to be open to people to uh, talk about what they'd like to. Okay, so let me give you some information about Richard Sergiovanni, and I don't want to give too much away because I want him to really get into uh, the nitty-gritty tonight with uh, his show that he's creating. So he's from Queens, New York, and he is the cartoonist, as I mentioned, and creator of his series that he's going to be launching called The Grim. Um, Richard really looks at this thing as being the next big thing in the music business and children's television. And he really wanted to combine his two passions, which included rock and roll. He is a musician, and he's been one for many years, as well as his background in cartooning, which led to the launch of The Grimp. So he's going to talk about who these guys are. Um, If you haven't had a chance to look at the characters, they're phenomenal. I I love his drawings. He's really talented. Go to, again, thegrimps.com, and you can check out these characters. They're really great. And I also wanted to just mention, too, that he's going to be going a step further with his uh, story, The Grimps, and the animated series. He hopes to get many musical pop icons, which we'll talk about tonight, as people to do uh, voiceovers for the characters on the show. And he has been in talks with a lot of these people, as well as he, um, amazing, he had the pleasure to work with Ron Alexenberg, who is the former president of Epic and CBS Records, for creating the hit theme song for the Grimps, and we are going to check that out kind of like mid-interview tonight to kind of break up the interview that I have scheduled in terms of how I want to format it tonight. So, and lastly, just to give people a couple of other pieces of information to just, again, show you how amazing Richard is, he graduated from the School of Visual Arts, earning his uh, Bachelor in uh, Fine Arts in Illustration. He also studied with one of the greatest cartoonists ever, who we will talk about tonight, which was Harvey Kurtzman, and he was the creator of Mad Magazine. Um, Richard's also a freelance cartoonist and writer for many newspapers, ads, and magazines. He also runs his own ad company, which is called AdMenInc.com. So you can definitely check out that company, especially if you need any type of advertising um, or consulting type of work, which he does. And lastly, he uh, developed a song for Modell's Sporting Goods, and I'd like to sing it, but I'm not going to do it, which is uh, the Gotta Go to Moe's campaign, and I'm sure everyone has heard that song. So without me giving too much more away, um, let's bring Richard on the show. Hello, Carrie. Hey, Richard. How are you? Uh, Terrific. Uh, Thanks very much for having me on. This is uh, a lot of fun. uh, I'm very complimented uh, that you would want me uh, as a guest and, you know, tell you my little story. So thank you again. Absolutely. It's a pleasure and it's an honor to just have you on the show as well as personally be able to talk to you off the show. It's been really great and uh, it's going to be an awesome show tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I hope the intro was good enough. I really, uh, you know, I wanted to. Really I think you, you said up. so much. I could like say goodbye right now and say thank you. You did such. A... <laughs> it was funny. terrific. Thank you. If you listen to some of my other shows, some of the guests, especially the comedians, do that a lot. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I don't think I can live up to what you said to me about me." I was saying, like, who is this person she's talking about? I don't know him. <laughs> sure you do. But thanks, thanks, thanks a You're lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, yeah, so I thought I was thinking last night when I was constructing the interview and putting some questions together. I thought we could do like kind of two segments. The first part where we kind of talk about you growing up, your background, how you got involved in becoming a musician, a cartoonist, all that stuff. And then we're going to Mm -hmm. take a break with your song, and then we'll go 
segue after the song into the whole crux of the Grimms and who they are and how you developed it. Sounds great. Sounds okay. great. All right. Yeah, cool. absolutely. So, uh, well, let me yeah, start let, by. Let me, go ahead. Like it, just like you know, many many kids when you were younger, I just uh, uh, started to draw like everyone else and just loved it, and I was a avid comic book uh, reader and collector. Um, which even to this day, I'm extremely excited for the opening of the Avengers uh, yeah. coming out in a couple of weeks. And uh, my passion as a as a as a young boy was, you know, uh, drawing and, and writing stories. And kind of at the same time, I'll be giving my age away somewhat. You know, I got hooked into music um, by when I was you know young when the Beatles came out, and I just got tremendously um, influenced by of rock and roll and, and and pop rock and music and and, and that whole bit and it's uh, you know funny you look back now those two um those two serious passions and interests just you know became my two roads that I followed through my life and um you know just had fun with with both of those things until I got into you know the college age and um at the, again, at the same time, those two roads were, were, were moving along, and mm -hmm. I played in uh, rock bands um, as a teenager, and in my 20s, uh, as I went to the School of Visual Arts um, in uh, Manhattan and, you know, studied advertising and, and cartooning classes, and as you mentioned before, I had the privilege of being able to study with Harvey Kurtzman, who was the one of the original creators of uh, Mad Magazine, and later went on to work with Hugh Hefner and Playboy with a comic called right. Little Annie Fanny, and he was a he was a, a terrific mentor in that regard. And Can you um, tell us a little bit about um, you're, you're doing a great yeah. summary, and I just want to get a little more detail just so the audience can really get a feel for you know who you are sure. and what some of your interests are. So just regress, uh, digressing back a little bit, when you were growing up and you were drawing and stuff, what types of comic books really? caught your attention and interest you like what were some of the ones uh, that you were really into i was a, a big big fan of marvel comics of course mm -hmm. and uh, spider-man and the hulk and red red and drew you know copied a lot of the you know the, the drawings from the funny papers like charlie brown or uh beetle <laughs> bailey and the comics that were in the in the paper there and and even at that age of 10 years old i started to you know create my own drawings and write my own stories and um I just absorbed everything that I, you know, was able to see in pop culture at that time and, you know, loved uh, all the whole comic book world. I also, just a funny little story, at a, at a young age I was out in Arizona visiting some relatives and I found out that there was a cartoonist um, who was in the paper for many, many years uh, with a comic called... Um, the Family Circus, and it was Bill Keen. And I found out that he lived out in Scottsdale, Arizona, where I was staying. So I somehow or another found out where he lived and found my way on a bus at 10 years old myself and knocked on the stranger's door. And no he way. comes to the door. Yeah, yeah. And I, he, he comes to the door, and here I am at this little kid. And I said, you know what? I want to be a cartoonist, <laughs> and he was so nice and so gracious. It's honest to God story, and he wow. brought me into his studio, 
Um, and, you know, he showed me where his drafting table was, and there were sketches of, you know, the upcoming uh, comics that were going to be in the syndicated papers there, and he showed me his process, and he spent a good half hour or so with me wow. until uh, I was done, and it was so cool. It it, it it was made such an impression on me, and even at that age, to say, you know, to start to think about, oh, you're, you're able to, what a great job. You, you're sitting in your own home, and, you know, you're just going into this other room that was looked like a live comic book itself, just the way it was decorated and right. his drawings and all of that, and, and be able to make your living doing this, um, you know, uh, that way. So um, that was uh, that was a big influence on me at that time too. That's amazing. It's funny you brought up the family circus. Do you remember? I don't know. I mean, when I was really, really little, I remember seeing. Did he have, he had a cartoon? Didn't he have a cartoon? Like a holiday cartoon or two, one or two. Do you ever remember oh, that? Oh, like TV specials. Yeah, he he yeah. had some TV specials at that time. Yeah, just like Charles Schultz did with Peanuts. They would they would have uh, I think he had a Christmas one or a, a couple the of them Easter through one. the years yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah it was it was a pretty big comic uh, comic strip in the newspapers very I liked it. very well syndicated for a long time wow yeah no that's funny you brought up the family circus yeah no I I do remember seeing that especially in the you know the Sunday papers and stuff and I always liked it too so that's a yeah. cool story so thank you for sharing that. Oh no! Um, I, um, you you reminded me. I kind of pulled it out of memory bank. I forgot about yeah, it. yeah. Post but, post stuff out like that because that makes it really interesting, and I'm sure the audience would love to hear that type of stuff. But come on. Okay. All right. Very good. But as I said, you know, I, you know, I just loved um, you know um, the comic book world and, and drawing and and copying and you know reading about fantasies and, and and things like that, and you know just kept going with that. And at the same time, at at 14, I you know I had that that bite of music and rock and roll and I started to play drums at 14 years old and it absorbed and listened to every every song that was out there um and she's like sat sat down with my drums and my headset like anybody else that was learning at that time and just started to play and um uh that was the kind of the path that I was taking at that age um and continued from there so it was a lot of fun that's cool. So when you when you go into, as you said, you know, studying cartooning and everything in college, was there anything before you went to college to study cartooning that made you kind of, not second guess, but say, you know, you were so passionate about music too. Did you ever have any inclination to pursue a career in music or you always knew that the cartooning was your Oh, I, well, no. I, 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 at the same time in my, my college days, I guess starting around 18 or so, um, I I had that strong you know rock and roll bug and I was and you know at eighteen nineteen years old you know wanted to be a rock star like everyone else so <laughs> was pursuing pursuing that tremendously and kept going and played in a, a couple of very popular bands in New York City um, at the time and um, you know not that I ever put the drawing um, put it away in the closet but when you're you're 19 and you're you're playing music and you're in clubs and you're in that whole like uh mindset it's a little bit more exciting at that time than sitting in a room and drawing but i would i never stopped i mean i was mm-hmm. freelancing and there was there was some kind of um different type of like meditation feel that i got when i drew when i was in a room by myself so i never let go of that but i pursued the music uh, very, very seriously uh, for a long time, 
and we were, we did extremely well in the New York City club circuit. We, as I look back on it now, it's very ironic. We were on the club circuit at the same time as Bon Jovi and Madonna. And, wow. Um, and everybody was the unknown bands at that time, and Cindy Lauper, who we even played with a few times. Cool. And um, it was a fun, fun, exciting time. But, yeah, I, I pursued that tremendously. You know, we we had a lot of fun. I was playing with my buddies. Um we we just led that lifestyle for for a number of years and have a lot of good memories from it. But yeah, I was serious about that. Nice. And what was what was the name of your band back then? And what would you say, kind of genre-wise, you guys sounded like? Uh, the band <clears throat> that got the most recognition at that time um, was a band called Carnival. We would play at the hmm. clubs like um, all the defunct clubs now. You know, Max's Kansas City. And uh, the Great Gildersleeves and the CBGB circuit and all of that. Our music, I would say, did not, even though we did very well, did not depict the genre that was going on in the scene because it was the punk rock scene in New York City at the time. And we were um, almost the opposite. We were playing melodic, uh, Beatlesque, uh, squeeze type of. It was original music, but that type of, you know. Uh, pop rock songs with um three and four part harmonies and wow. um as well even though we went over well we were just not in that Sid Vicious vein that was right. going on there but <laughs> right. but we were you know we were doing our thing um but yeah that was the style that we played and which was always my favorite um style of music even though I appreciated you know all types of music from you know and even in rock you know from Led Zeppelin to the Cars or uh, to the Eagles, uh, the Beatlesque squeeze, cheap trick type of feel mm-hmm. was my personal favorite. And I was working with songwriters in the band at a time that actually had the same um, interest. So it was a fun time to um, and a fun band to play. In. And we were we made recorded original songs, and we were played on uh, played on the, some of the New York City radio stations at that time by. Uh, nice. The, the, the names of the stations are gone, but Jim Kerr, who's on Q104 today, played us uh, several times. And there was a, um, a uh, I guess like a cable TV show of its time was very popular called The Uncle Floyd Show back in that time. And okay. we, we, we appeared on the show several times, and it was a strange little cult following. It almost was like a kiddie show for, you know, for adults. Uh, but they would have bands on all the time, and many unknown bands, but they also would have very popular bands that would come on there. And uh, it had a huge following. It was broadcast out of New Jersey. They used to actually broadcast the uh, – there was no studio. They filmed inside the living room of someone's house, okay. and, that, and the okay. place was so small. The bands had to – their dressing room was the parking lot, and you had to drag your, drag your drums and your equipment in and, and lip oh, sync. And it was a fun old time. It was a fun old time. Very so that cool. that was where my uh, what, what was uh, you know going on as I progressed with the artwork and with the music all at the same time. Nice, and I and I can imagine. I mean, so you're going to the, the School of Visual Arts too. That's where you're earning your your BFA. And just for just for my own interest, and I'm sure people listening in, did you ever any reservations of you know am I going to be able to make a career out of being a cartoonist? Um, any concerns about? it being a difficult road, because I don't know much about that in terms of business-wise. Um, 
I did have concerns, uh, as did the you know parents also of, yeah, of their kids. Can you tell us a little bit thinking, about thinking, that? Thinking, you, thinking you're going to go try to sell your, you know, you're going to starve, try to sell your, your drawings out on the street or something like that. But right. what I did was, at the same time, I was somewhat realistic, and I um, majored in advertising and, and took um, many types of advertising courses at that time, knowing that, you know, um, if you need your nine-to-five job, and if the cartoon, even if the cartooning world is not uh, something that's that easy to make a living on, I had another uh, another direction to work on, which I ended up doing, and I did, mm-hmm. you know, both with cartooning and then went into the advertising field, more on a regional level. And um, but I, yeah, I had reservations, but you know what, it was. When you're 20 years old, you you have right. this sort of footloose and fancy free, and you don't really really go with uh, all the restrictions at that time. But yeah, it crossed my mind. Crossed my right, mind. Right, but like you said, you also had kind of a a backdrop of being in marketing and advertising, which you've been extremely successful with. And uh, we're gonna again, like I said, get into more of your cartooning, which again, you're extremely <clears throat> successful with that too. I mean, the characters you draw and everything you do, I just I think it's amazing. It's very Catches your attention right away. Um, it's yeah, it's very current. It's modern. I love it. So, um, Thank you. You, tell us a little bit about your you know your job as the you know your role in marketing and advertising because you've done some amazing stuff. Uh, you know, developing the song "Gotta Go to Mo's" for the Model Sporting's Good Store, and tell us how you you launched into such a high level with that type of stuff. Um, I was um, before I went um, on my own in my uh, my own marketing firm. I was uh, director of marketing with the Models Sporting Goods chain uh, when they were actually much smaller. Smaller, they're uh, tremendous uh, in size right now. And mm-hmm. uh, the company at the time was looking for you know a new direction and a, and a new facelift, so to say. And we we developed you know what was going on in new york city um, not that much different from now was you know there was things where, when nike and reebok started to come out and there was much more of an urban feel to marketing um we went in that direction and because of the music background and having uh, known my way in and out of a studio put together um this you know, jingle uh, with a slang on the name uh, and come that came up with, you know, got to go to Moe's mm-hmm. and um, put it out there. And we actually got the privilege of launching um, the radio campaign uh, with Howard Stern and Don Imus. I had the pleasure of meeting them both. I had to go meet them when we first were going to start advertising on their show. And prior to that, Models was an advertiser, but they just did a straight read. So we, we had, I had the opportunity to sit with them. Wow. The new, uh, the new positioning and, um, you know, wanted them to be able to talk it up, which they did in those days uh, properly. Uh, and we launched it, and the campaign was uh, an instant hit, you know, in the New York, Philadelphia market where the stores were at the time. And since then, they've grown uh, tremendously into other markets, but they still use that. It's like 15 years later, and it's still, it's still out there. So uh, you know, that was a fun fun project to work on. And then it after really, that, I just went on my own with, uh, you know, uh, a small ad agency and uh, worked on doing, you know, a lot of regional and, and small and medium-sized businesses. Nice. And, yeah, please plug your company that you currently are the president for um, so that people can access your services if they uh, choose to. 
admin uh, admin marketing and advertising. Thank you, Kerry. And uh, uh, if you want to uh, see uh, the website, which shows all our services and uh, portfolio of all the things that we do and a sampling of what we've done, go to uh, adminink.com and uh, send me an email if there's uh, any uh, need or interest out there. So thank you again. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to get to our business in all different directions. So why don't we do this? Let's um, check out your theme song, and then we're really going to get into the grimps and the whole crux of uh, this concept that you're currently developing when we get back, all right? Great, great, very good. Okay. I'm going to do a brief commercial before that, then we'll go right into the theme song, and then we'll bring you back on the air. All right, thank you. All right, hold on. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to Richard Sergiovanni from The Grimps, which is a rock and roll animated kids series that he's currently in the process of creating. Please check them out at thegrimps.com and also follow them on Twitter at The Grimps. We're going to check out a quick commercial from Zero by One Sound Studio. It's an amazing recording studio that is based out of South uh, Jersey. So we'll check that out. Then we're going to go into the theme song for The Grimps, And when we come back, we're really going to get into the crux of uh, the Grimps and what they are all about. So we're going to put uh, Richard, as I said, we put him on hold. And, okay, check out the Zero by One Sound commercial, and then we'll go right into the Grimps theme song. Zero by One Sound, South Jersey's premier recording and audio production studio, featuring award-winning engineers, state-of-the-art gear, and spacious tracking rooms. Zero by One Sound offers musicians of any genre an exciting and professional recording environment. Call us now at 856-396-7672 to discuss your project and take a tour of the studio. Or visit us on the web at 0x1sound.com.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. And you just heard the hit theme song, We're the Grimps, for the Grimps Kids Animated Rock and Roll TV series that Richard Sergiovanni is in the process of creating. And it's an amazing song. I love it. By the first note, you just start tapping your foot to it. It's uh, very creative. And he's going to talk about also who developed that song with him because he has some amazing people involved in this project. All right, welcome back, Richard. I love that I love that song. Thank you. Oh, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was um, it was a uh, a labor of love getting that together, but we uh, we got really, really lucky and uh, we worked with uh, uh, some really great people for for people actually who are somewhat you know rock historians. If they remember back the from the actually it's ironic the guy that I worked with. was the singer and writer of the uh, animated uh, show The Archies, uh, and in 1969 had the number one hit record that would, uh, outsold the Beatles and everyone else that year, the, the song Sugar Sugar. Mr. Ron Dante actually wow. wrote that song and recorded that song for us. So we were really, really uh, fortunate, and um, he uh, you know, understood what we were going for and put together... Uh, you know, what I, I, I believe to be like a really, really great, you know, theme song uh, for the show. It is amazing. And how do you even get in touch with someone like that? Like, what do you do to, to try to find someone like that to assist with the project? Well, Ron, I actually had the pleasure of getting introduced to through, and you mentioned in my intro, a gentleman by the name of Ron Alexenberg, who's uh, right. working with me on the music end of uh, this project. And Ron Alexenberg... Um, was former president of uh, CBS and Epic Records and worked with Clive Davis and uh, was responsible for probably uh, signing most of the bands um, in the 70s and 80s from uh, uh, Kansas and and Cheap Trick and Meatloaf uh, and uh, on and on. And probably one of the biggest things he's known for, because I read about it after I had the pleasure of meeting him, was um, uh, getting Michael Jackson launched on his uh, solo career. I think right before the war was, and I was able to meet Ron Dante through Ron Alexenberg through their uh, connection, of course, of knowing each other in the music business. So uh, that was really, really uh, nice, cool. and we put together a nice piece there. Very good, very nice. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a great song. So let's start uh, from the beginning. Now, taking everything we talked about earlier, your musical passion and your cartooning background, and how the heck do you decide to come up with the Grimps? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess those two roads I, I mentioned that started back, you know, at 10 years old with drawing and uh, and music, um, they kept following that path. And about three years ago, I was just itching to do something new. You know, I didn't, uh, in all the years that I'm drawing and I'm doing freelance and I freelance cartoons for magazines and for books and things like that, Wow. I'm more of a work for hire for that, but I wanted to do something on my own. And I said, what do I want to do? And I said, wouldn't it be nice to take these two passions and, and actually put them together? So I started to think, and I started to think about um, uh, the TV show, The Monkees, back from the 60s. And what's, one thing I always thought was phenomenal with that concept was that they took what was supposed to be a fictional band and created an original rock and roll band and presented it to the public. So I, said, so I, I started to think about doing that, an, an animated rock and roll band, 
I said, well, that's kind of been done before, and I wanted it to be for kids, and I wanted it to be more than a, an animated band. So I started thinking of the storyline because I wanted it really be uh, primarily for children, and I mm-hmm. wanted some magical and fantasy type of and, thing. And I just and started quick, thinking and developing quick, right? it. Not mm-hmm. to just not to not to interrupt. I mm-hmm. apologize. What made you decide to kind of take a kids' direction too? Please incorporate that into your discussion because I think that's interesting too. I always just had um, with my, my my cartooning. I just had a love for trying to intrigue a child, you know, interest mm-hmm. a child, uh, and I probably nothing more than that. So I. <laughs> I, I just think you know you can when you start writing and when you're drawing you can you have more fun if you have to start thinking in a a fantasy type of um, you know area. So I, I I think my my thought process went that way just so I could have some fun with it. Um, and then I started to develop the idea of um, these minstrels that lived 500 years ago, and <clears throat> this evil wizard was jealous of them, and he curses them, and turns them and banishes them for eternity and um until their their friend and wizard 500 years later finds a spell and turns them back to humans but the glitch is only from uh sunset to sunrise and with that now they can resurface as this pop rock group so i sort of developed that and put then you know the idea of getting the band together and it all started to formulate, and then I started to, you know, design the characters, and you know, the you know, daytime ugly and hairy grimps, and <laughs> what they look like at night. And um, it was a lot of fun. It was like I said before, you know, I sit in my room drawing. It's like you know, it's like meditation, and it just starts coming out, and it was totally a lot of fun. Totally a lot of fun. That's really cool. So, so about three years ago, you get this idea. You're in the process of developing these characters, so then what's the next step after, like you said, you create the theme song for it? Where are you at now in terms of developing a pilot, and what are some of the things that need to go into you being able to get to that next step that you can release a pilot? Well, yeah, the, it's the the hardest step. We have, a, you know, all the characters have been somewhat developed and and thought about, and, um, you know, uh, I'm actually looking now on the possibility of, developing either a 22-minute pilot or I might be launching a webisode series, uh, looking to see how to put that together and and get it out there, and then also get back into the studio and start to develop what will become, you know, uh, the first album or the the sound of the band. Um, We have some definite ideas of the music style, but we'll be working with... um, you know, songwriters be getting songs from different places, and we'll be looking for putting the studio band together, and um, you know, certain uh, voices as the singers for the uh, songs themselves. So that's all in the works right now. Uh, wow. Another thing that I that I put to, I thought of, and it kind of it, it took a life of its own was at one point when I was well, this was all an idea I said well, wouldn't this be cool if I can get a lot of pop pop rock icons or even other types of celebrities not only in music that want to be mm-hmm. the, you know be voices and I started to the, the amazement of the internet I started to find and meet a lot of uh you know, uh, rock stars like Keith Emerson from Emerson Lake and Palmer, or Mickey Dolenz from The Monkees, and mm-hmm. Todd Rundgren, and 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 many others who uh, 
really responded to me and said, you know, I like this thing. And, <laughs> uh, you know, if there's a show, we would love to, you know, do a voice, either as a guest voice or, or here or there. And I started to approach more of them and found that this community out there of a lot of these people that I admired, I even went to go, you know, see, sit in Madison Square Garden and watch it one time, were really latching on to this. So I have this whole um, this whole world and concept of these uh types of people and I was also looking for the comedian world and some maybe more contemporary musicians um, but the uh, response has been uh, tremendous uh, on people that want to get involved in doing the voices too so th- that could prove to be a lot of fun as we develop it when we get a little closer so that's, that's going to be fun yeah, yeah that's really as well great. as um, the music production I've had um, uh, Jack Douglas uh, who uh, produced basically all the Aerosmith work and uh, and Cheap Trick and uh, John Lennon's Double Fantasy album, uh, who has uh, spoken to me and wants to produce the band sound in the studio, as well as John Boylan, who produced um, Boston and Linda Ronstadt and the Eagles. So um, nice. the, uh, the uh, people uh, out there uh, on, on that level, too, uh, have been very, very supportive and... Uh, Really, the next step is to try to get, um, you know, get it to the show on the air, and that's that's where I'm at right now. That's great. That's phenomenal. The people you have involved is just it's amazing, and again, the concept is brilliant too. So it's just all coming together on so many different levels for you. Um, and as you said, I mean, one of the difficult things, the next step is getting whether you're going to do, like you said, a kind of a web series or an actual, you know, 22 minute pilot. So how do you seek funds for something like that? Give us some background uh, information well, on the business. Well, stuff, somebody out there call me and give me some information. I, I'm still <laughs> working on that part. Um, well, with taking this, taking more time, and it's not the fun part of this project. Right. Working for private funding, um, and there's you know a lot of um, a lot of interest, but we're we're still a bit away of really finding what we need, and we're doing a lot of exploring right now of which way to go. I mean, if it's a a 22-minute pilot, and then with marketing dollars, just for the ultimate goal of um, bringing it to a network is one thing. Mm-hmm. Or if I go in the direction and and get the funding and produce the webisodes, and then do the you know viral marketing to get people to see it, then that's another number. So doing a lot of research about that. I was out in Los Angeles a few weeks ago just to um, meet animation companies and possibilities of where the animation is going to be done and needed to see how they're doing it. And, you know, some of it's done here in the States and then a lot of it's sent over to China or Korea. So Mm -hmm. doing all of this at the same time, looking for the financing because it works hand in hand of getting the financing. So, um, that's the business and unfun part of this thing. Right. So if there's a TV executive out there who's ready to sign the Grimps, please call me and so I can just make this a lot shorter. Absolutely, and I'll be on the lookout for you too, Rich. I'm always on the lookout for my <laughs> okay. guests, so I'll, if anyone uh, pops Thank into my you. mind. <laughs> um, no, that's, I know, and I think with most projects, I think in general, whether you know, you're doing something like you're doing, a musician, you know, trying to launch the next album and get funding for, you know, people to mix it, record it, master it. I think it's that's always the not fun part of all these types of creative uh, processes. Um, yeah, it, it takes the fun. It takes the fun. I don't want to say the fun. It's it's part of what what is, it is to put this project mm-hmm. together. But this is somewhat of an un, 
unusual project in some way, uh, and maybe not. As I guess it's like what filmmakers go through to to right. do the same type of thing. So uh, it's a process that I don't really uh, have much experience in. So uh, you know, I'm out there uh, researching and talking and, and and running around the country trying to uh, you know see how to put it together. But um, you know, no complaints. It's been uh, been a lot of fun, and we're we're moving along quite nicely at this point. But uh, we'll keep you posted on on what that what happens with that next, because that becomes the next step. But uh, everything is so in place in so many ways. I mean, uh, episodes have been written, um, gathering songs and talking to musicians. But uh, we need to now get that financing so we can start, you know, putting it all together. Right. Right, and what's your, I mean, what's the ultimate, We, I mean, it's kind of rhetorical in a way, I guess, in a sense, but in terms of your, of your ultimate goal for this project would be to get it on a network series plus incorporate an actual live band that would tour? Is that kind of the... Oh, uh, yeah, concept? well, abs- absolutely, a, a network series of distribution for for the show, and, and I have uh, the vision of putting the Grimps on the road with... Um, you know the big puppet head costumes and a, and a stage show like kind of like a Disney Eye on Ice type of thing and wow. and bring it around bring it the around the country and we've been uh, talking just in theory with the, the the people I'm working with on the music end and um, you know think that's a tremendous possibility and uh, but yes the the TV show and uh, bring them out there or get them out there live be a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah, no, it's it's phenomenal because you can accomplish so many different things with this thing that you're doing. I mean, you could have Grimm's characters, like little stuffed animals. You know what I mean? You could have the T-shirts. I mean, the product that you could develop even just out of the TV show plus the actual well, the, band. Yeah, the, well, the, the, those are always the, the sweet things that come from projects like this. You know, when yep. you're talking about the licensing and if, if it um, it takes off. It's funny you, you mentioned with um, the T-shirts because there's a uh, a radio show out in in, uh, in England right now that is um, picked up on the Grimps. And uh, they've been, uh, as you are, um, very interested in uh, in it and have been playing the music in uh, in London and um uh is talk about you know starting to do some kind of merchandising with the Grimps in England so uh wow. you know oh I see a lot of fun. they don't even know who they are but they want to bring shirts and hats there but I say fine that's that's cool you know what I think it is is I I think um there is something intriguing I I mean I hope I think so in this I idea of too. these Cute, you know, cartoon musicians, and then they turn in, they turn into these, uh, have this little dual life, and uh, a lot of people are, uh, are are supporting me with it, so it's it's good. So uh, I'm I'm hoping that you know, the the uh, fireball keeps going, but uh, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a lot, and this thing in England will, will be a lot of fun. Also, I'll let you know what happens with that as well. That's great, and is that a, I guess is that another call? It's a call-in show you'll do. Uh, yes, that's going to be nice. a call-in show. We'll do it. We'll do it uh, on the computer with Skype because I don't think I'll be able to afford that phone call in London. But, uh. <laughs> okay, that's true too. That's, no, that's awesome. Though that's a really cool opportunity just to kind of nationally get it out there and stuff. So that's great. Really cool. And that's and you know as I mentioned to you, I mean I'd love to be involved in multiple ways. I think it's just I think it's a really cool project and yeah. It's well, thank really you. Awesome. We will get you involved, Kerry, for sure. <laughs> I told you that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. So, yeah, so feel free to just, um, you know, let the audience know whatever else you would like to share about, you know, your story, the Grimps, um, where they can access you and uh, find out about the Grimps, too. Well, uh, as you mentioned, uh, we have a few places um, that um, they can check in. We're, we have a website, which is thegrimps.com. The website features um, where the Grimps, the song that Kerry played before, we have that up there, and it has a uh, some of the artwork and uh, a brief, uh, you know, synopsis of the show, and we're planning on um, developing the website um, a lot more in the next couple of months. But uh, you certainly can go there and, and check it out. And uh, we have a Facebook page. Just visit them on Facebook, uh, you know, at the Grimps, uh, where a lot of the artwork of the characters uh, are uh, featured. All the main characters, which I, I failed to mention before, um, the band's exactly. name. We have Winston, Mac, Emerson, and Mooney are the four Grimps, and their uh, their friend uh, and uh, resident wizard, Magic Alex. Okay. And um, uh, if people, which I did also fail to mention, one of the fun things I'm doing with the show is trying to, a lot of the characters, to try to honor some people from the rock and roll world in, in a subtle way. So uh, a lot of the names of the characters, not only the Grimps, come from uh, things that happen in rock and roll music. Mm-hmm. Um, the evil wizard is named Spectre. Um, the Grimps themselves, Winston, I, I took from John Lennon's middle name, and Mac from uh, a tribute to Paul McCartney, and Emerson from Keith Emerson, and Mooney, which would be from Keith Moon from The Who. And the characters... Uh, with their names, it goes on and on from there. Uh, and we have a lot of other characters developed in, in future episodes um, that follow suit with uh, tributes to, to rock and roll. So uh, that that's a, a subtle and fun thing that I, I've been working on. And uh, that's cool. You know, we'll uh, we'll continue to do that as we develop it. Very cool. And you're also on Twitter. Let everyone know where they can Twitter, right? You and you can Twitter. find us. Yeah. Uh, Yep, uh, at uh, at the Grimps, and uh, for now that's uh, <clears throat> pretty much all the places they can find find us. But at, in a very uh, short period of time, once we have a handle on releasing the webisodes or the pilot, you know, uh, out to the public, uh, we will we'll let you know as soon as uh, as soon as it's able to be launched. But uh, a lot of fun things are coming up. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I wish you. Much success with this, and I think it's going to be nothing but uh, extremely successful. So I can't wait Thank to you. see what. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, can't wait to see what develops out of everything that you're doing. So that's great, Rich. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we will definitely bring you back on in the future when uh, you launch the pilot and you have a, a ton of other stuff that you want to promote too. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Okay. It's been a pleasure being on, and thank you very much for the time, and and, and thanks everyone who's listening. So uh, absolutely, thank you again. Absolutely, and as I say, and please just to also for you to be aware in the audience, if anyone tuned in late, um, the podcast will be available, so anyone can download it, stream it, it's on iTunes, so that's the nice thing about once the show's over, people can listen to it whenever they like, and uh, the, podcast oh, do ex- yeah, the podcast do extremely well in terms of if you want to keep promoting it, it'll, it'll definitely get a lot of listens. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. All right, Thank Rachel, you. We will we will definitely be in touch. And again, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you again. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. All right, everyone. You just again heard from Richard Sergiovanni, who is the creator 
of the kids' animated rock and roll TV series titled The Grimps. Please check them out on Twitter at The Grimps. Go to thegrimps.com, as well as you can become a fan of The Grimps on Facebook. So thank you, everyone, again for tuning in tonight. And next week we have next Tuesday, which is going to be the 17th of April at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. We will be having Thomas Ben. Benty coming on, and he is the creator of a film that just came out called At the Jersey Shore, and everyone I'm sure knows about the Jersey Shore, especially with uh, the Jersey Shore on MTV, so uh, definitely tune in to hear about his film. You can also um, check it out on YouTube. They have a trailer up if you type in At the Jersey Shore, and Thomas Benty is B-E-N-T-E-Y. You can find the trailer to the uh, film that he currently has out and it's going to be available on a bunch of major digital sites later this April. So we'll be talking about that next week. Um, again, thank you so much for your support and tuning in. Um, you can follow me at Twitter, um, at Carrie Edelman. I have two personal Facebook pages because um, I maxed out one of my pages at the 5,000 uh, friends that they allow you to have. Um, you can also uh, visit me at the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. I have a music page for Carrie Edelman if you want to check out any of my music. And lastly, uh, my formal website is carrieedelman.com. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in. Tonight, we are going to close with one of my songs off of my debut album. It's titled Another Life, and my album's titled Leave It All Behind. If you want to find it, you can search for it on iTunes or any other major digital sites. And also, um, I appreciate all the support that people have given me with my music. I have some other stuff coming out. I'm in the process of collaborating with some different musicians. Dale Pantaleone, if you check out Liquid Eclipse, I was recently on his album that he released um, just recently called Adrift, and I was supporting vocals on many of the songs off of his album, um, as well as I'm working with a couple of other musicians, so we'll kind of stay tuned for that music, which should be coming out shortly. So check out Another Life, and thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week, at, um, April 17th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great night.